Russia invaded the Ukraine on February 24th. The conflict is still going on today. I sincerely hope as many lives as possible are saved. It's horrible when any civilians die anywhere, any year. Commentators have noted that we need to look back as far as the fall of the Soviet Union and the conflict in 2014 to get a clear picture for what's happening today in Ukraine. It's far more complex than Putin bad, Ukraine good. I would really encourage you to seek out a variety of news sources around this topic and to learn more about the backstory. This might help you fully understand how and what role Canada could play on the international stage. I wish more mainstream media would honor your intelligence and have an in-depth discussion about world affairs like this. For anyone who is interested, I had a brief interview with Ian Madsen. He is a senior analyst with Frontier Center for Public Policy. We discussed how oil and gas play a role in the recent conflict. Crown corporations, and even the World Economic Forum. Enjoy this short but illuminating conversation with Ian Madsen. Today, a special episode of Return to Reason, where knowledge and wisdom intersect. Ian, it is so good to have you with us today, and I'm excited to talk, start talking about Russia. Thank, thank you very much, Leon. I'm happy to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. Now, when it comes to Russia, um, what's Canada's role as far as you're concerned and what we should be doing with this war in the Ukraine? There are a number of factors uh, in this conflict and in the situation we're in. Uh, one primary one is energy policy and strategy and actual energy trade arrangements uh, that are ongoing in Europe and around the world. Uh, in a way, Canada is uh, a competitor or in some ways, a miniature version of Russia in, in that we produce many of the same com commodities. Do you think, I heard someone say that when it comes to our natural resources, like natural gas, if we could get our act together when it comes to oil, gas, etc., that man, could we be doing well right now? Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that is why there's been a lot of frustration in uh, Western Canada about uh, the inability to get uh, various proposed uh, pipeline projects built, uh, not only ones that go to our main and, and at this time only uh, energy trading partner in the United States, but also uh, that could allow us to export to uh, not just Asia as the new Kitimat Canada LNG project will, will do when it's finally completed in, in supposedly 2024. I think it's more likely to be 2025 since these things tend to uh, uh, be a little tardy on completion, uh, but also uh, on the Atlantic coast uh, to uh, export to uh, Europe. You know, when you look at um, the world stage right now and where Canada could be and what is going on in Canada, where do you think the green movement fits into all this? Because it seems like Canada seems to be handcuffing itself. We've got this incredibly huge nation with all these natural resources, we ought to be just, I mean, a major player, wealth ought to be flowing in. Talk to me a little bit about your opinion on, on the green movement and, and what's happening there. The green movement is, is incredibly powerful and it has stymied many of these uh, oil and gas pipeline projects, including ones that would have taken oil and gas or gas to the East Coast 
which could have been transported to Europe and they would have had at least more choices, even if they could not give up Russian uh, oil and gas entirely. And now it's left to the United States, which ha has several uh, liquefied natural gas terminals on their East Coast and Gulf Coast to uh, hopefully send more volumes of gas to Europe, although the green movement in the U.S. is also a problem. If we have our, all this green thinking and this green movement, if we continue to do this, begin to shut down oil and gas, go green everywhere we can, Russia, China, all these other countries are not going to do that. So exactly, we handcuffing ourselves, especially internationally? Like, man, we, we, the inflation is going to be crazy if we keep this up. Yes, uh, there are two aspects uh, of inflation. Uh, one is the supply constraints, which uh, you just uh, referred to, on uh, uh, natural gas and oil production in North America. If uh, if more production was allowed and there was more transport, more transportation choices, mainly by pipeline, not just to the U.S. but to the West and East Coast uh, in Canada then uh, that would uh, help on the supply side. But of course, there's also been the debt monetization in Canada, printing money effectively to pay for the excess borrowing that was done during the pandemic. But uh, on the supply side, yeah, we are handcuffing ourselves. And if we don't produce it, uh, the oil and gas markets, gas is now fu almost fully international, not quite as much as uh, oil is, but uh, with all the expansion in LNG over the last 15 years, uh, it is uh, an international market too. If we do not supply these things, they will be supplied by other countries on the Persian Gulf or by Russia or Central Asia or uh, other uh, countries and regions. Well, let's go from here and let's talk about crown corporations. You have quite a bit to say about the government getting involved uh, in business. Uh, in Canada, what's the policy looking like uh, for the government uh, when it comes to crown corporations? Well, uh, unfortunately, it, it seems to be an issue that is not really discussed much anymore. And uh, I have a book coming out in the summer uh, uh, called uh, uh, Shut Them Down or Sell Them Off, 100, 111 Reasons uh, Why Governments Need to Divest Crown Corporations. And one of the reasons is uh, that they uh, sometimes are, are not only badly run, uh, uh, but uh, can be a minefield like CMHC is. And in the case of Petro-Canada, Petro-Canada uh, took in uh, many billions of federal uh, government dollars, that is our taxpayer money, uh, and uh, did not manage to turn a profit in, until the 1990s. And if you look at the performance over the whole period, it was, uh, it was rather bad. And the government of Saskatchewan, of course, had uh, several uh, crown corporations established in the 70s. And they slowly uh, started uh, uh, business and they effectively bought a bunch of assets at the peak of the market in the late 70s and early 80s. And it was uh, a minor miracle that they were uh, sold uh, eventually to the private sector and uh, recovered any money at all. The, okay, let's, let's just switch over to this. What do you think about the World Economic Forum? That is just going big all through social media. People are asking questions about it. They're very concerned about it. Uh, what are your thoughts on the WEF? I think some of the... Uh, 
when it was originally started about 35 years ago, I'm not exactly sure. There may have been some merit to it in uh, helping uh, integrate new, newly developed countries and the former Soviet Union into uh, commercializing themselves and becoming free market oriented regions and nations and uh, establishing better uh, standards and protocols for how you deal with uh, each other commercially and peaceably and honestly. But it's morphed into this social engineering project. Uh, and uh, they sort of gave the game away a while back when they talked about the Great Reset. They thought the pandemic was a great opportunity to uh, kind of create a, a sort of social credit system for the whole world, uh, uh, such as uh, China has now. And it's not the social credit system of 80 years ago in Alberta, where uh, uh, it was sort of a, a play to uh, kind of create money at the provincial level. But uh, uh, the idea is that uh, we all have our place in society. And uh, if we behave honestly and productively, we have social credit and if we do things that the government doesn't like, we get demerits and certain uh, liberties are taken away from us. And we, we saw some aspects of that in incipient uh, early fashion in the pandemic where uh, you, were, you were punished for not masking or not getting vaccinated or uh, not social distancing, having uh, uh, social interactions uh, or gatherings. Uh, Christmas was canceled basically. Uh, Right. Ian, so many things going on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Glad to be with you. Return to Reason is supported by our fans. We are not handcuffed by advertisers or shareholders. The need for media with integrity is more important than ever. Consider becoming a partner and fueling the unheard truth by visiting returntoreason.tv.